Welcome to the Illinois YPN Podcast, where members of the Illinois Realtors Young Professionals Network, or YPN, share their tips and resources for your real estate career. Our topic for this episode is YPN to Leadership. Hi, everyone. I'm Dana Guernsey, Illinois Realtors Staff Liaison for our State YPN Advisory Board. In this episode, we have three rising industry leaders joining who are going to talk about their journey into leadership roles. They are sharing how they got started. They're sharing their tips um, that they've learned along the way for agents that are looking to develop their own skills and get involved in their local, state, and national associations. So getting right into it, I want to welcome my co-host, Megan Beechin, who is our 2021 Illinois YPN Chair. Megan is a Realtor in Lamont, Illinois. Megan's a very active member with her local association, Main Street Organization of Realtors, where she is the past chair of their local YPN board. And in 2019, Megan was named to the National Association of Realtors 30 and a 30 class, which is a huge accomplishment. So welcome, Megan. Thanks so much, Dana. I'm super excited about this podcast today because leadership is definitely one of those things that I did not anticipate getting so involved in when I started my real estate career. And it's been an unanticipated part of my journey that really grew me as a person and um, expanded my horizons. So YPN was definitely a launching pad for my leadership journey. And I have um, those that recruited me into YPN in the very beginning to thank for all of the different things that I've accomplished since then. So um, I could talk all day about my own experiences, but we do have some other rising stars joining us from a recent program that we did virtually. We have Krista Becker, formerly Krista Knight, from the National Association of Realtors YPN Advisory Board, joining us all the way from Texas. Moses Hall, a Chicago area commercial realtor who has been very involved with YPN and global committees from his local association all the way up to the national level. And Erica Villegas, realtor in Oak Park, Illinois, who serves on her local board of directors and is involved with the YPN and our industry partner, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, or NARA. So let's jump right into it. Welcome, Erica. How are you today? Great. How are you, uh, Megan? Very good. Very good. Um, super excited to have you a part of this today. Thank you so, for inviting. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Um, so let's get started um, and talk about your journey with leadership as a realtor and getting involved. Um, do you, I guess, first question, just to open it up, have you always considered yourself a born leader or was this something that you developed? Um, well, from my understanding, right, uh, I was always a leader, uh, and and that I've, I've heard stories of me in kindergarten and just being a, a little girl and wanting to uh, do everything uh, as sometimes girls do, right? I mean, not necessarily that boys don't, but I have a daughter, a three-year-old daughter, and she is, uh, she's. I think she's going to be a leader. I think she's going to do great things. And I sometimes when I talk to my aunt and my mom about what Victoria is doing, they're like, oh, sounds like you. You wanted to do, you know, you wanted to dress yourself. You wanted to be the leader. You wanted to, you know, follow the train and you have to be the leader there. And I can do it, right? Uh, very much a self-sufficient three-year-old. And I, I remember hearing stories about uh, me being in kindergarten and, and just kind of growing up and always wanting to help, always wanting to, uh, you know, as we say in Spanish, metiche, always putting our spoon into something to make sure we were uh, the first ones to do something. So um, 
I would think that that came from being uh, an only child at, at, the, at the beginning. I do have siblings, but I was an only child for about 12 years. And so, and then as I grew older, um, I was always raising my hand, right? Then as, as, you know, being in middle school and high school, I remember, you know, there was a fundraiser who wants to take the lead, you know, and my hand was always up. I will, you know, lead that, or we're going to do this. Um, you know, we're going to, raise funds for something, I would raise my hand all the time. So I think that uh, over the years, um, you know, I've developed that, but um, I have some really, you know, awesome aunts and my grandmother um, that have always been leaders in that way. If, if they see someone in need, if they see an opportunity, um, they are going to get involved. And so I think that um, that's just an extension of how I was raised as well. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Um, so it sounds like it's been with you forever. Yeah. Um, what words of encouragement do you have, if any, um, for somebody who maybe feels like they weren't a born leader or, um, you know, that doesn't come as naturally to them? Well, I think that there's always opportunities, right? There's big and small opportunities. I think that um, for agents, right, there's opportun opportunities to help within their own brokerages, right, within their own offices. There's always a new agent that needs a helping hand um, getting started that has questions that uh, is having a problem with a transaction that they've never dealt with. Um, and, you know, that's a, a really short and simple way to get uh, involved with just within your own brokerage. Um, you know, and then there's other um, other things that you can do within your association, within YPN, within your community, right? I'm, I'm highly involved in my community. And um, anytime there's a need, uh, you know, we need to help 25 seniors. Uh, I'll figure it out how to do that, right? Um, so there's a lot of ways of doing that, that you can start small, right? You can start within your block. Um, you can start within your kid's school if you have kids. Um, so I think that there's opportunities out there. It's just have to, we just have to open our eyes a little bit, pay a little bit of attention. And um, it could be a, a very simple thing. Um, and I think, you know, at least for me, anytime I serve, anytime I help, I feel that um, something comes my way, something better comes my way. And then I just want to do more, right? Or seeing that you're helping someone and what you can do for them, even sometimes words of encouragement, right? Brings a smile to someone and then you kind of start building on top of that. Um, so looking for the small ways to be able to be of service, right? I think that's what we do as realtors. We, we, we tend to service people. And so I think it's just an extension of what we do as, as realtors as well. I love that. And that's just kind of highlights the fact that leadership is really just service, you know, Yeah, it is. It's, it's not it is. about you. It's about helping out. What can we do? I mean, I have, uh, I know a lot of realtors, um, you know, and partly because I'm highly involved at the, at the Chicago Association of Realtors, but just within my own community, I was talking to an agent here in my community that works for another brokerage and she's doing some awesome stuff here in the neighborhood. And um, I think that when we when we um, help buyers and sellers achieve their goal of homeownership, we are helping people. We are doing a service, right? And so I think it's easy um, sometimes to, um, to 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 service in other ways within our community. Yeah, sure. definitely. Like we all have the skill set already to become leaders because yep. of 
And if we can't do it, like for me, uh, if I don't know, you know, I have a client, you know, or clients that ask me, hey, do you know this? Hey, I don't know all the answers, but I'm going to find someone that does. I'm like super resourceful. And I know a lot of us are as realtors as well, because we want to help because we want to assist. And so I'm like, I don't know that, but hold, give me a second. Let me text, you know, in our group text for our office, or let me send an email to colleagues of mine that know more than me or that, you know, if there's a commercial question about a commercial property, let me ask one of my commercial uh, colleagues. Mo Hall is one of them that I've referred some stuff to him. Um, so if I don't know the answer, I will sure find the answer for you. And I think that's probably something that we do, you know, when we when we are wearing a realtor hat. And I think that's kind of what we do as well when we uh, help others, uh, you know, within our communities or schools or whatnot as well. Yes, definitely resourcefulness and um, adaptability. Definitely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's another skill that you can think of that you might, you would say that you need to be a good leader? Well, I think being a good listener, you know, I'm still working at it. Um, I love to talk. That's what we do in this business. Right. And that's what we, um, you know, not only are we, uh, talking about a home or we're talking about the process or we're talking about, you know, the, um, uh, the, the, when we're out with our buyers, right, we're talking about neighborhoods or, or restaurants and the, you know, whatever we are doing in our daily routine. Um, and so learning how to take a step back sometimes and being a better listener, um, making sure that we are, uh, understanding what our clients is saying to us, because that's sometimes where um, I've, I've grown over the years, right, as a leader to make sure that um, I'm bringing value and that I'm bringing the value that is needed to the table because sometimes we have an idea of how we can best service or we have an idea of how we can um, do something better. But when you're serving, right, it's the greater good, right? And so looking at um, the opportunity to help, but what is the best option and how do we go about doing that? And sometimes your idea will not be the best idea in the table, but knowing that we are helping the greater good, right? And so when I talk to newer agents that are going to potentially serve and or I encourage them to, to submit an application to YPN or to CAR or to NAREP, right? You know, you're going to wear a different hat. You're going to wear now a hat that, um, is going to be of service for the greater good of that organization, right? Now it's not your, for me, right? It's not my Remax hat anymore, or it's not my community hat anymore. It's really um, learning how to be that voice, listen, listening, and then be that voice for the greater good of that organization that you are um, being part of. I love that. I love that. Um, so that kind of transition uh, transitions us into, um, I guess YPN a little bit. Yeah. Um, so was YPN the thing that started your leadership journey? Um, it, it, part of it, right? I was I'm moving up in my leadership journey with YPN and with NAREP. So I was kind of serving at the same time with both. Um, I had not really got involved with the association, with, with CAR, right? With the Chicago Association of Realtors other than serving on a few committees for inaugural and a few other things like that. And so Erin Mandel tapped my shoulder um, because she is a kind of leader that uh, is always looking for 
you know, other great leaders or other people that she believes in to be able to then serve as well. And so she, uh, alongside with uh, Tommy, uh, you know, tapped uh, my shoulder and and thought I should get involved. And um, one of my mentors, right, Frank Williams, has been someone that I always look up to and that I call for help and that um, I've learned so much from him when we were doing... Um, uh, when there was a law, an unjust law that we thought uh, was was segregating more neighborhoods, which 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 was HB forty fifty, um, and he was one of the leaders in that movement, and I was part of that, and so we formed a nonprofit uh, for a little while uh, to be able to advance that, and so seeing the hard work right that was being done. And then seeing that for me, Frank Williams has opened the door to be able to um, sort of demand that seat on the table for people that look like me, right? Because for so long, uh, not too many women, not too many Latinas um, have been on the table, at the table, right? And had a voice. And so those have been some of the people that have been pivotal for me to be able to open that door and, you know, when YPN was an opportunity, I, I, I guess I was still young. <laughs> You're right? still young. <laughs> because that's what, what people sometimes about? say, like, like, you know, when I invite people to, y, to YPN, I'm like, but I'm like this. I'm like, it's okay. We, we want mm-hmm. people. You are young at heart. And, young at heart. And, and now, like, the 30 is, a, you know, the, new, the 40 is a new 30 and the 50 is a new 40 and, and whatnot. And so um, as long as you are serving your clients and you are young at heart and you are serving your clients, you are welcome, right, to come and to learn. There's so much to learn from, even for me, like when we have a newer agent that's 21, 22, 23, I'm like, you know, it's great to see that drive. That's also an attraction. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was able to then, you know, apply for the board, uh, for the YPN board. And, um, you know, I served my for- my first year in um, like 2000, my God, 2000, maybe 15, potentially, I think 14, 15. And then I became vice chair the following year and then, you know, chair the year after that. And, uh, and then I stayed on one more year um, as past chair. And then I took one year off um, to to sort of reanalyze what I was going to do. I had my three. I had my baby, my my daughter Victoria. She's three now, so I took that kind of year off to focus on my daughter and 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 grow my business as well, right? In, in certain ways, um, and then I applied to the board of directors at CAR. So for sure, that has had an impact. Um, it was an easy process and an easy way to learn more as well and to get to know, um, you know, more staff at, at the association, to get to know other realtors that are like-minded, that sort of want the same thing, and then also to get to know a little bit more how the association works without still being on the board, because to me, that was important. Um, I, don't li- I, I don't like to rush into things. I don't like to just say, I want to be part of this just to be part of something. I'm thoughtful in my process because I know the commitment and I don't like to do things just halfway, right? If I say I'm going to do something, then that means I'm all in. And so that's sort of why I took that sort of one year off to, you know, re-strategize my business and my family and all that good stuff to then be able to then um, come back and serve and, and at a different level. So I think that um, for anyone looking to serve, right, um, looking at uh, your business 
and seeing how it best fits, right? And sometimes starting in a committee is the right way to do it, right? And then from there, looking at other opportunities within your association and, and YPN, you know, is just a great sort of step to, to move on and to get to know uh, other like-minded individuals and to kind of get to know your association a little bit better as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You hit on some really good points there. Um, I, I also like to call the fact that like um, what you said about um, who brought you into, who tapped you on the shoulder. Yeah. I think um, with YPN and with all leadership journeys, it's like everyone can recall when they were tapped on the shoulder. So making sure that we do that for others too. For others. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember who told me, but um, years ago, someone told me that uh, as you're serving, right. And you are growing um, that you also have to look for your replacement, mm-hmm. right? That you also have to look for the next person that, you know, as you move on in your journey, your leadership journey, uh, there's other people that sometimes don't even know that they're ready to serve or they don't even have, uh, or maybe don't understand the process or that don't feel they can do it, right? Because a lot of times we doubt ourselves, um, but that you always have to be looking for that person potentially and the qualities that, um, are needed within the association because we need all kinds of different people and we need all different kinds of ideas. And so looking at somebody else that can then come in and take your spot to be able to also serve and grow the association. Yeah, that's huge. That's so important. Um, okay, well, we'll do one last question. Um, you touched on kind of taking the year off and then, and getting back into it at a different capacity. So how do you balance, life and committees and leadership and your business, um, any tips for kind of how to make it all work? Well, I, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a real balance. That's just, I think that's a word that we use all the time. And we want to say that we balance. I don't know if I balance. (laughs) I just, uh, uh, I do things, um, I sort of, uh, have compartments, right. And so when I'm at the office, I do that really well. Um, when I am on a board meeting, I try to do that really well. Uh, and then when I'm at home, I try to do that really well. You know, maybe that's balance. Um, this, this last, you know, year has been different for all of us, right? Um, you know, finding um, the time to serve for me has always been important, right? And so when something is important to you, you're going to make time for it, Um you know, I have two companies. Um, I'm, you know, we have uh, about 30, 34 agents between both offices. Um, I still sell real estate. Um, I'm on, on several committees at the association. I serve on the board of directors. Um, I have a, a six month old, a three year old, a 16 year old, a husband as well. <laughs> so, family right now you know, in some ways we haven't really had family time other than our really little family here at home. And so, you know, figuring out what you want, right. And at what capacity you want to serve, and then looking at what does that look like within your business? So anytime somebody says, Hey, Erica, I think it would be great for you to be part of this. I always say, what's the time commitment? It's okay to ask those questions, right? And then it's okay to be honest with yourself and say, okay, do I have the commit, you know, do I have the time to commit to an extra 
10 hours a month, right? Or two hours a month or whatever that may be. Um, and it's okay to note to say no sometimes. I remember um, Maurice Hampton called me uh, to, to serve on something. And it was just when I had had Victoria and she was just born. I said, you know what? I can't. Like, that's just the reality. As much as I want to, because in my nature it is to serve, it's okay to say no sometimes. And that's what I tell people. Because at the end of the day, you want to have the opportunity for you later on. You don't want to serve and do a crappy job. And then when you're ready really to do it, people are going to realize that, you know, you weren't such a great leader, right? And, and we all deserve a second chance, don't get me wrong. But knowing and asking those questions and being okay with that, saying, hey, what is the time commitment for me? And can I do it, right? And if you can't do it, it's okay to say back and say, you know what, I can't do that at this point. Can I serve on an event committee, right? Which is sometimes six weeks or eight week commitment, and then learn a little bit more about that process. And then when you are ready to serve, then raise your hand. There's always amazing opportunities within your association, you know, with your local association, with your Illinois association, with the state association, um, and, and other uh, nonprofits, right, uh, that we are all part of potentially. And so it's okay sometimes to say no. Um, so I've learned how to say no to certain things as well, um, because you know, especially now with the baby, it's important to have some, you know, it's important to have uh, time at home as well um, with everything else that I do. So, you know, don't feel embarrassed to say no sometimes, right? When you're tapped on the shoulder, no one is going to be upset at you, right? As leaders, when you say, hey, I think you would be great for this. Um, it's okay to say no sometimes and take a little bit of time for yourself to, to analyze your business. Because at the end of the day, I know that as leaders, we don't also want people to suffer in their business and their family life, right? right? Family and business, right? Family comes first, absolutely. And then your business, because that's how you feed your family. That's how you house your family. That's how you do everything else. So making sure that, um, that you are honest and open. And then also with leader with leadership within the association when maybe you need to take a little time off. Um, mm -hmm. No one no one expects you to do more than what you can. Yeah, sounds like you're very intentional with the roles that you choose. And I try to be, you know, uh, I've been tapped for other stuff. And sometimes it's like, you know, it's not the right time for me right now. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I won't be, it won't be the right time in a year or two potentially or when that opportunity opens up again. Um, but, um, you want to do right for your association, right? That's the way I see it. And for your colleagues, right? And so when you have a group of 10 to 12 people within, um, or, you know, however many are in this group that you're serving, for example, YPN, or, you know, on the board of directors, you also want to do justice to your other colleagues that are there and they are fully committed, right? Mm -hmm. And so either you're, all in, right? That's what I say. You're all in or you're all out and that's okay because your time will come to serve. There's so many opportunities for sure. That's amazing. That's such great advice. Thank you so, so much for Absolutely. all of your insight and for chatting with us. Yeah. Thank you so much um, to you, Megan, for the opportunity. Welcome, Moses. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? Very good, very good. I know you've been a really busy person, um, just recently hosting the Realtors Global Symposium and uh, participating in our YPN panel as well in the same week. So we definitely appreciate your time and uh, thank you for that. Absolutely, thanks for having me on.
Yeah, yeah. So um, with that, um, Illinois Realtor Committees and events bring together members from across the state and create connections between people who might not have otherwise met. Um, so can you think of somebody that you've met through YPN that's had an impact on your career and or life and why it's why that relationship has been so meaningful? Well, for starters, can I start with you? Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. <laughs> I mean, just the, the ability and opportunity for us to, you know, be involved in our state to meet and obviously you you know, presented this opportunity for me to be on this panel. So just that simple connection right there is evidence of how the networking, the association being involved in your industry can produce so much uh, opportunities and wonderful relationships. Yeah, definitely. I so appreciate that. Um, and I feel the same. I think it's so <laughs> cool that like you can meet people from even like within your own state that you might not have ever otherwise met. Um, right. I rarely go to the city for anything and I, you know, but right. it's very cool that we both met, you know, officially in Springfield and yes. all places. So um, awesome. Awesome. So did you always consider yourself a born leader? Is that something that you've kind of always had in you? Yeah. You know, looking back at my childhood, I always, was, you know, the class president, the, you know, choir director or musician leader or anything. I've always been in certain leadership roles, even sometimes when I was just trying to be in the back, you know, in the background, I was always pushed to the front. And <laughs> I'm looking back from childhood, even to adulthood, how each position prepared me for where I am now. And so I've been preparing for leadership roles my entire life um, in different capacities and everything that I've done, you know, was a life lesson that prepped me for these opportunities as such. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I think uh, that's a common theme between, you know, leaders is that in childhood, they were always the ones that kind of raise their hand and go to the front of the line and answer all the questions. So it's really Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, what would you say is your leadership style when you are leading a committee or um, a group of people? How do you go about doing that? You know, I always like to lead by example. You know, I know sometimes, and what I mean by that is it's okay to delegate certain duties and responsibilities, but I also like to get down into the weeds. I'm not going to actually do something that I'm not willing to do as well. So I try to lead by example um, on the committees that I you know, I uh, lead on and different things like that. So I, I would kind of categorize my leadership style is as hands-on, not necessarily micromanaging, but also letting people know that I'm willing to get down in the weeds and not just kind of just, you know, point and tell you to do this. I'm willing to get down and do things myself as well. So that's kind of how I would describe my leadership, very hands-on. I also listen, you know, I'm not above approach or anything like that. I think it's also to be in tune with your committee members or whatever leadership role that you're in, making sure that you're not, you know, out of out of sync about what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Listening and um, listening to the people that you're serving and kind of being right there with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That's awesome. Um, what are some words of encouragement or advice that you would give to somebody who's been asked to take a leadership role, but is hesitant because they might not yet consider themselves a leader? I say do it. 
I, I would encourage everybody, you, you don't know what you don't know until you do it. So jump into, I, I'm, a, I'm a hands-on learner. You know, I can read a book, sit in a classroom, but I don't really learn until I'm actually doing it. And I think, you know, there are so many resources and people to lean on just within the association. If you're unsure about something, I know, you know, I can call uh, Tommy Choi, you know, and it's like, if I have a question or Sue Miller, if there's a certain question that I, I, I'm not, you know, uh, too certain of, I know I can reach out to people that have paved the way for me to serve in these leadership roles. So I would encourage those that are on the fence, just do it. It'll, it, it'll teach you so much, not just from a, a, a business standpoint, but just from a personal, it brings out of you what you didn't realize that you had in you. So I encourage all of those, even if you're on the fence, get involved. Me getting involved in our industry and in our association has definitely took my career to the next level. And it increased my wisdom, my knowledge, um, not like I said, not just from a business standpoint, but from a personal standpoint of how I've grown and matured over the years. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way about it. And um, it's one of those things that like, you didn't realize, at least I didn't realize getting into real estate that I was going to take it this way and develop myself as a leader and sit on all these committees. And um, it really opens up your eyes and your broadens your horizons. And it's very, right. very beneficial. For yeah, absolutely. And, and for me, you know, I've been in an entrepreneur my entire life. And serving on some of these committees and associations. Uh, it gave me an inside look of like what a boardroom operates like, you know, like I never, you know, like I said, because I've never worked a uh, job and I've been a full-time entrepreneur, I never had insight of how to structure different things, how to run a meeting, how to record minutes, how to, you know, different things that I can apply to my own personal business um, I didn't know these things until I started serving and I saw how to properly run, what's the protocol, how to set certain guidelines and standards and how to run a meeting. These are practical things that you can apply in everyday life. So I definitely encourage those that are on the fence to get involved. I love that. So how did you first get involved? What was your uh, kind of? So, you know, when I first got into real estate, I was like, yeah, I'm going to just you know, sell property, sell properties, I'm gonna be this and that. But then I realized that it's not just about getting a lead, showing a property and closing a deal. To really be successful in this industry, you have to get involved. And um, I first started with YPN. That was, my, that was my, you know, introduction to association, uh, you know, um, activity. And from YPN, it just kind of, you know, once I did that, I moved to the next level. Then I served on this, then I served on that. But YPN was my starting foundation. And from there, I built upon that. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. I think a lot of us in the industry kind of have that first place as YPN. And that's why we're hosting this panel today, because um, those that are involved in YPN don't realize just how far that they can go um, just by starting there. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. So do you recommend that people just join YPN right away, um, you know, get started with it? Is that like if they're on the fence? Yeah, you know, I know the climate is a little bit different now, but um, I know here in, in Chicago, we had monthly programs um, that you can go and network to and kind of get your face, you know, out there. 
Um, but I, I do encourage if you're just starting out, get involved at YPN. Um, I just say, get out there and do it. You know, don't be afraid. Don't think, you know, I'm not good enough. You just never know. Like you literally miss 100% of the shots you never take. So go ahead, get involved, get active. And from that, that will really hone in on your leadership skills that will allow you to advance further in our industry. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are some of those leadership skills that you would say you need to have? What's one or two skills that you, that you think a leader needs to have for taking on a leadership role? You really have to have tough skin, thick skin. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, not, it's not easy. If, you know, if, if you're in it to get a leadership role for, you know, the, just the name recognition, but there's a lot of hard work behind it. You know, even, I, and you know, firsthand putting on this panel, this virtual panel at that, you know, there's a lot of hours that go into prepping for a program, preparing for different, um, you know, uh, event ideas and trying to be fresh, trying to be innovative. Um, I think you really have to really be in it because you love it. Don't just do it just to do it. And that's what I, I would, you know, those are some of the leadership characteristics. Like you have to be willing to learn, go into a, a, a role and position, willing to learn because you don't know it all and you're going to learn as you go. And so those are some of the characteristics that I would, you know, encourage leaders to have. Yeah, we are always learning, right? In this job and industry, there's always something to be learned. So that's great advice. Um, something that we could always use more of is time. So how do you manage, especially you with, uh, you know, all the different businesses that you have in particular, um, how do you manage it all? How do you do these roles and stay on top of your business and also have time for family and right. personal life? And, and um, you know, to your question, you know, I struggled with that for quite some time, but I think it's about setting boundaries, time blocking. And before I'll just, you know, just not have any boundaries, not have anything set and it just be a free for all. And I realized that I was starting to get drained and I wasn't operating at my best capacity. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn my limitations. I had to learn to delegate. Um, I had to learn that, you know, I don't have to say yes to everything. Um, and setting those boundaries allowed me to be more efficient and operating in every aspect of life. Yeah, being intentional and really yeah. giving your all to the things that you commit to. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I will um, wrap it up with one last question. So um, what has been the most exciting moment in your leadership journey? You know what? I'm going to have to say the Illinois Global Symposium that we just put on. That was the first time, um, you know, we really put on something virtual like that. I literally couldn't have done it without my co-chair, vice chair, Andy, um, the IR staff. I mean, they were phenomenal and really putting this event together. We, we got um, tremendous reviews back. People really loved it. People are looking forward to the next, um, you know, global event. And so I would say that me being the chair and kind of spearheading that event, that was really one of my proudest leadership moments. That's awesome. Could you tell us just a little bit about that event? What yes, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm the chair of uh, the global uh, business uh, committee for IR. And uh, we had, obviously, with the pandemic, there's been a lot of changes in how we do international business. So we had experts from all over uh, the world, just China, 
you know, we had Canada, we had all different people come and give their perspective from retail, from industrial to uh, vacation homes and buy, buy, buying patterns. So uh, we had a, a field of experts come together to give their kind of feedback of what's going on currently in the market globally and what to expect in the future so that this better helps our realtor members be able to better position themselves to still be able to conduct international business. So it was a full day event. We had a morning session with commercial uh, based um, experts. And then we had an afternoon session with residential based uh, experts. And then we had a networking session. And uh, like you said, it was all day event. It was phenomenal. We got great reviews. One of the, you know, one of my proudest uh, accomplishments in a leadership role. That is so cool. Thank you. <laughs> you are very inspirational. Um, thank <laughs> so thank you so, so much for doing this interview with us today. Um, we gained a lot of insight from you and um, you really are one of a kind. So keep doing what you're doing. You are thank amazing. You. Um, and I will see you next time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for the opportunity. All right. Thanks, Moses. Thank you. Welcome, Krista. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. We are really excited to have you. So let's get started. Um, let's start with your current role within NAR um, on the YPN advisory board there. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, how you, how long you've been on it and what you do? Well, yeah. So I uh, this is my second year serving the advisory board and I represent Region 10 from San Antonio. Um, my first year on the advisory board was last year, which was kind of interesting because it was nothing like we had anticipated and or I was expecting. I had all of these expectations about getting to travel and meet people face to face. Um, but I think I was very fortunate and I was able to still meet a lot of people through Zooms, provide a lot of resources for um, more business for people than even YPN because people were just kind of like, what do I do with myself and how do I keep serving the business and how do I keep working, um, especially under crazy restrictions because you know everybody was working with something different. Um, I think that that was probably the craziest 2020 year and I feel like the entire advisory board would tell you that they just, none of us knew how that was gonna play out. But I think it all sets up for a solid 2021. Um, we're gonna be virtual for a few more months but I can feel it coming and we're gonna be back in there this summer and we're gonna get, gonna get to hit the road. That's awesome. I'm very excited for that as well because I am just a little bit tired of things, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> but it is really nice to be able to meet people from around the country and like do these events and have everybody that you want on a panel because it's virtual. So it's super easy. It's provided a lot of resources for people that, um, and I think also, you know, for members that aren't normally engaged with associations or, you know, YPNs because they don't have the time or the ability to be there. Um, I personally am over the Zooms. My dog might interrupt us. So it's like, you know, I don't want to hear that anymore and I don't want people to hear that anymore. But I also understand and I think it is really cool that we'll be able to hopefully do this hybrid situation where we can continue to do virtual and meet people, more people than we would if we were hitting the road. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell us a little bit about your YPN journey. How did it start? Obviously you're at the national level now, but where did you start with it? Um, so I started, I, I'm actually from California. I met my husband through uh, YPN at a New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, I met him uh, in New Orleans at uh, one of the YPN networking receptions when California won network of the year. Um, so that was back in 20, I think we decided that was 2015. Um, so in 20. 
2013, I was working for, or 2012, I was working for a real estate brokerage as a transaction coordinator. Uh, they were looking for ways to get involved in the association. And I feel like I've always been involved in some way with volunteer organizations in whatever way I can through church or through school or um, different ones in the community. Like I've started a 501c3 before. So I began, I began getting involved and my friend Brandon and I uh, back at Central Valley Association of Realtors in California had a really small association. We had about 1200 members. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Little baby association. And we were little babies ourselves. So this was like <laughs> 10 years ago. I'm maybe not like not actually 10 years ago, but we were probably 24 and we didn't know what we were doing. Um, the, uh, there was a member that had started the state network in, ahead of us in the association. So he kind of led the way for us. And then Brandon and I took off with it. Um, the first two years, it was just us, like pretty consistently <laughs> that did everything. Um, and then after that, we finally got some solid committees and they've done really well with the association. And I think the association's over like 2,400 members now. And so they've really grown their network and that's really cool. That's awesome. That's very yeah. Cool. After my time getting involved at the local association, maybe like two years in, I started working with the state association. Um, so somebody tapped me on the shoulder. It was uh, Nick Solis out of the Bay Area. He volunteered to drive all the way to Stockton to a YPN event we were hosting. <laughs> And he said, hey, I need you to come to the state uh, state meetings. I need you to meet these people. And I need you to actually be involved on the board because you're what we need. And I kind of like looked at him. And I was like, you came to Stockton to tell him to tell me this. Like, <laughs> you can pick up the phone, but like, OK, you know, I guess this is like serious. Um, <laughs> so from then on, I started venturing to different associations, helping the networks throughout our state network. Um, we came up with this really cool, our advisory board when I was the chair uh, back in 2018, came up with this really cool networking and um, program called How to YPN Workshops. And we would go throughout the state and we would host these workshops in different regions just to help the, the, the region or all of the YPNs in the region actually do and grow and fulfill what they're trying to do. I love that. Like yeah. Workshops. That's a good idea. We should definitely do that too. <laughs> I actually tell people this is like, I feel like uh, YPN has been like my high school career. So I did it four years in California. Um, after finishing up as chair in 2018, we won state network of the year, which was so cool. Our advisory mm -hmm. board and our entire state, just like they really put it in gear and they had a really great year. Um, they do some really cool things like a month of giving. And that's just one of my favorite things. Sarah Trent started us back in it must have been like 2014. Uh, we did like a week of giving and that was kind of hard for everyone to get on the same page for the week. So we transitioned it into an entire month where everyone across the state, the YPNs all do some sort of give back fundraiser, beach cleanup, you name it. Um, it's really cool. So through that, I got involved with the National Association and that was my first year in 2020 serving on the YPN advisory board. That's awesome. What a journey. <laughs> Yeah, it's like high school or a couple of high school careers. <laughs> I love that you say that because it's like the local YPN is like high school and then your state YPN is like college. And then, you know, anything beyond that is going to be like, you know, your master's degree. <laughs> yeah, and now I just get to speak to other people about what to do locally and statewide. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can really take the things that you did and you learned in California and put them, you know, apply them to the national level because it sounds like you guys are doing some very cool things. So we could all definitely learn from you there. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. Awesome. Um, at what point in, in a career do you recommend somebody joins their local YPN or state? 
So I will tell you um, for your local YPN right away, like there's absolutely no better time for you to find a tribe, find your resources. Um, I can't imagine people last year not having had a YPN to have an outlet or to have a resource or someone to bounce ideas off of or heck, I have friends in the association that when this all happened, I'm like, can you just, can you help me with some verbiage or this sign that I need to put up at my listing? And if it wasn't for those connections and those relationships that we built through YPN, I don't think it would have been as easy for me to go about helping others throughout the association. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's awesome. So you recommend that they join right away, get started. Don't look back, just kind of jump right in. And I think that, you know, every state association is different. So, you know, some of the state associations might have, um, they might have more experienced people serving in the state position. So they might need to get a little local knowledge and a little understanding of what YPN does. Um, what is YPN's goals? What are our mission? And then potentially serve at the state level. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, let's shift it a little bit to your leadership journey. Um, and obviously you started with YPN and now you've grown into, you know, sitting on a national committee and it's awesome. Um, so you're definitely a leader within the industry. Would you say that, um, you know, you, would you say that you were born with leadership or is this something that was more developed over time for you? Um, so I think it's hard to say that I, I wasn't born with it. Cause I def, I mean, it's hard to say that I, it hasn't developed over time. I was born with it. I felt like I, um, and every time I've been in any organization, I've always felt the need to be involved and potentially like give back in any way that I can. And sometimes that's through leadership or training or whatever that could be. Um, I would say that it's absolutely a developing journey. There is, there is no path that is one path and there is no right way or wrong way to do it. Um, for some people, it does end up, you know, naturally and organically starting at the state level. And, and for me, you know, in the beginning, I had some issues with a broker in my local association and he kind of railroaded me out of the local association. So while I did YPN, um, I didn't do anything else at the, the local association and I have never served as a president or anything like that. So that'll automatically limit some of the leadership abilities or journey that I could take. Um, but I don't think that it's a problem. I think that everybody has a different path and I have found my, um, like my passions are outside of YPN. I would never have thought that I would be into MLS policy. And now I'm turning into like a nerd that's actually enjoying these meetings and the language and, and the fields and, and all of these extra things that I was put on a national committee to serve. Um, and then I actually found myself wanting to serve locally on that committee. So I do now. And I think that that's kind of where your leadership journey should help you find your own path and your own passions because YPN is supposed to be a stepping stone and it's not supposed to be you know, a 20 year thing. I'm hoping to branch out of that after another year or two of serving. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that, you know, YPN, like you said, it is the stepping zone for people to realize that, oh my God, there's all of these committees and all of these different ways that I can serve and um, really open up their, broaden their horizons and open up their eyes to all of that. So that's yeah. super cool. Um, what are some words of encouragement or advice that you would give to somebody who has been asked to take a leadership role, but is nervous that it's not for them or they don't have the skills? I, I absolutely think that everyone has the skills because any, there are so many different types of leaders and you can be a leader within a different committee. You can be a leader within your association, within your network, within your office. Um, it's hard to say that you just have no leadership skills. I would just venture to say, you're just not aware of what they are yet, or you haven't been forced to use them. Um, so if you put yourself outside of the box, you're going to find that you might have more of the passion or you might have the ability to be a leader that you didn't realize. 
Yeah. Awesome. Getting out of that comfort zone. Yes. It's hard. Like mm-hmm. I said, I haven't done a podcast yet. So <laughs> that's so awesome. Um, what would you say is one, one of the most important skills that a leader should have? You have to have thick skin. <sighs> like there's just, and it doesn't matter if you're working with an association or if you're working with a client, you would just, you don't always have the potential to make everyone happy. So if you don't have that ability to say, Hey, you know, my leadership style is a little bit different. I like, I like to hear from other people. So when I meet with the YPN committee, I'm asking for their feedback first, and then I want to offer suggestions or guidance. Um, I think that being able to, to do that offer suggestions after you listen to someone is a big leadership trait. And then I think definitely a thick skin, because you might not always like what you hear and that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's been the most exciting moment in your leadership journey? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I have been asked to serve on a really exciting work group for the MLS committee this last two years. And it's been something that I actually wasn't sure that I deserved a seat at the table for, but now that I'm, you know, representing a brokerage and, and all of this, I I feel really cool. And I feel like I've learned a lot and I feel like I actually have a valued input into, you know, our MLS and the future of it. That's awesome. My follow-up question to that was what was the excuse me, most nerve wracking experience in your leadership journey, but I'm guessing that they're probably related since that was something totally. Yep. It is. It's definitely one of those things that I think, um, when you're young and you're, you're put into these positions, you're like, how did this happen? Um, (laughs) and then you're, you're realizing that you actually have valuable input. And I think that that's nerve wracking at the same time to speak up and have any input. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, very inspirational. So, um, you are recently married. Congratulations by the way. Um, so one of the things that people sometimes struggle with, with leadership journeys is finding time to kind of be there for their family, um, for their spouses, and then also for their business and in these leadership roles. So what is some, uh, what, what are some of the ways that you manage all of that? And what's some advice that you have for people in that position? This is my favorite. Um, so one thing that I like took away from Philip long before we were ever dating is if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. I do not have to tell people what's on my calendar. I can let them know simply that I have an appointment. Um, so for example, last night we'd have, we've had, I don't know if y'all's markets are probably as crazy as ours, but we've had about 16 days in a row of nonstop working and yeah. we we're like borderline going to lose it over our phone going off one more time last night. So at seven o'clock, we just cut our phones off for the rest of the night simply just one night. It wasn't a lot. It was only three hours until we, you know, go to bed, but it actually just decompresses yourself. Um, the other thing that I would say that we do that's helpful and obviously we're in the same business, so it's easy for us. Um, it's not easy scheduling wise, but it's easy for us to do this is just take four hours a week and try to do that. So if you can remove yourself from outside influence, social media, your phone, your clients, even your family and your friends can be, you know, invasive. It can be a lot to entertain and put a face on for people all the time. So I think it's really important that you take the time to step away from that and just get to just have downtime. I love that. Just turning off your phone and, uh, you know, being present with those people. But if it's not on our calendar, it won't happen because something is guaranteed to pop up. Some other client's going to want to see a house. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing, you know, we, we booked ourselves a trip out of here in a three weeks. It's, you know, it's kind of scary. We have a lot going on, but we said we're here so much that everybody, the availability for us to show property is so constant and the availability for our friends and our clients and 
and the agents. So we're actually just scheduling three days. It's not a lot and we're just going to take off. And that's our other way of like, you know, every few months getting back to ourselves. Yeah. We need to do that in this industry because it can, you can very quickly experience burnout. And um, especially if you're also trying to incorporate giving back and serving on committees and panels and um, doing all this kind of stuff. So I think that's one of the, um, I would say, you know, I didn't, I haven't read every question we're going to answer yet, but that's one of the biggest things that I think new realtors need to remember is that it took us this long to get to this. I've been in the industry for almost 10 years now. And if I hadn't had all of these people coming before me, telling me these things, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Um, there are so many people that don't realize how it's just mentally depressing to be in a job like this when you don't have a partner or spouse that can relate to you or anybody in your sphere and they don't understand the ability that you need to be on call for people all the time. Um, I think that it's really, it's, it's hard to see that realtors don't reach out and have an outlet because it's important. Um, you know, one thing that Orange County Realtors did last year, and I think it was Jessica Seguenza's idea and Ryan Olhaas is they came up with a mental um, mental health week. And so that week they're just offering yoga and a space for realtors to talk. And they do this, this meeting every month. And um, it started because one of our advisory board members a few years ago, her name was Leah Archer. Um, she ended up committing suicide because of some of the stresses of real estate in her personal life. And I think it's so important that we remember to, while we have this fun face and we have a great Facebook and a great social media presence, recall that this stuff does happen and it is hard to be in our industry. And it's also really important to take care of yourself mentally. Yeah. Yeah. I just got goosebumps because that's so true. The support is everything. And so having a good support system, both at home and within the industry is going to make or break if you can do this or not. And, um, ultimately, you know, we're all trying to better ourselves and live great lives. And, um, you know, you don't want to get so caught up in all of the work that you can do without having, you know, those mental break checks. And so that's great advice. Um, so any, any other points, anything else you want to mention before we wrap it up here? I, I think that was everything, you know, I really appreciate you guys letting us um, come in and give you this advice, because I think that if you don't ask these questions, they don't get answered. And I think putting that information out for your members is really important. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so, so much for um, meeting with us and chatting with us a little bit. It was really, really great talking with you. And I'm so flattered to be the first person to interview on it interview you on a podcast. So that's so cool. Um, <laughs> so we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I want to give a big thank you to Megan, Erica, Moses, and Krista for joining us and taking some time out to share their leadership experiences. I hope you got some tips from them and it inspires you to get involved. Absolutely. And we do have some resources we can leave you with on where to start your own leadership journey. First of all, local associations offer their own leadership development programs, so be sure to check with your local. Um, and then also at the state level, Illinois Realtors has a leadership development program, so watch out for the next application period at the end of the year for that, and NAR has one as well. Um, second, NAR began taking applications to serve on national committees in early March, and Illinois Realtors committee applications generally open around April, so check for those. Third, there are some free resources from NAR like C2EX, which is the Commitment to Excellence Endorsement, which has 11 key topics, including customer service, technology, data privacy, advocacy, ethics, and more, and also many other designations that you can earn. So check out your state and national association websites for that. 
And lastly, there are scholarships available from the Illinois Realtors Real Estate Education Foundation, or referred to as REEF, to apply to further education by taking courses and earning designations. Two REEF scholarships apply directly to leadership training, the Clayton and Mallow scholarships. So visit www.ilreef.org. All right, I think that is enough resources. So hopefully we didn't overwhelm you, but as one last plug and a very easy way to get involved, join your local YPN. Being involved with YPN over the years, I can say that this is a great group to get involved with. It's a great launching pad for your own leadership journeys. And YPN is all about connecting with other realtors and um, you know, doing virtual events, getting to know people you may have otherwise never met. Um, and it keeps you up to date on the latest trends in the industry and how to help you develop your own skills in your business. Illinois YPN is open to all Illinois Realtors and it's free to join. You can connect with us on Facebook at Illinois YPN and you can find YPN online at www.illinoisrealtors.org slash YPN. And with that, it's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in.